Blog Talk Radio. Fifty-one X spot flanker cross. Red left slot. Fifty-one X spot flanker cross. Someone right. Fifty-eight. Blue. Fifty-eight. All right, here we go. They're gonna jump right here. You know they're gonna jump. Everybody hold your water. Green right slot. Ninety-eight handoff side on three. Ready? Balls. 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 Hey baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. I'm the quarterback. Okay. Don't stop, homie. I go to jail if I get sacked. Yeah. So block for me. Eight ball in my corner pocket. It's on and popping. Got the whole club leaning with it. What up, y'all? Picking up the blitz coming through your stereo. It's E Fane, KB, our producer, Mad Money Mike. As always, we got a great show for you guys. Eddie, it's that time. You know what it is. How, how does that go? How does that go? I don't know, man. I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. I'm too pumped up over here. I'm jamming out to that young buck. I'm jamming out to some balls, 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 baby. The on season's over. It's done. We're right in the thick of things now, bro. What's up, KB? How you doing? What's up, Mad Money? How you doing? All right. Sounds Mad like Money usual. Seems, yeah, Mad Money seems alive and well. All right, this, is, where, is. this is how I'm doing. Eddie. I know what you're thinking about Cleveland, man, but the reunite is it's not what you think, man. It's just like when you get back with your ex and you think it's under different circumstances, everything's going to get better, but you mm-hmm. both are older. It's awesome at mm-hmm. first, man, but then you start to realize the people that supported you in your previous engagement aren't around anymore because they disagree. It looks good. But the people that support you now are less competent, and you know what? Things are going to fall apart there. Mm, that's quite the analogy. You put a lot of thought into that one, huh? And you know who I'm talking about, and it's Cleveland. I, I, yeah, I guess. Is that where we're starting? You're already going to say, what are we saying about? Are we going we gonna to give a little recap of last night's game, or are you just already going to start tearing into Cleveland? I'm going to already start tearing into Cleveland. I think everybody already knows about the injury. Everybody's already seen the score of the game. We know what everybody's thinking is Cleveland gotten better. Significantly better. Significantly better and deeper and are going to win the NBA Finals this year. Not based off of one game. I'm not going to leap to that assumption, but I am going to tell you that 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 team right there, once everybody finds their roles, hopefully I don't expect them all to stay healthy. There's definitely going to be a problem down the line with Derrick Rose. There's definitely going to be rest needed for Dwayne Wade. But with Isaiah Thomas coming back in January, if that all goes well, that's the team to beat. I mean, you look at that depth right now. Back in, and I don't know how you're already going in. LeBron James at 32 is the greatest player we've ever seen, ever. It's, it's, it's undeniable. The MVP it's every year. O'Neal. He, he's Shaquille O'Neal's size out there, almost. He's 32, he, and he, everybody was kind of complaining this morning, it feels like on talk radio, that this dude seems a little sluggish. What, what game were y'all watching? Didn't he put up 29 and one assist or a rebound away from a triple-double? He looked phenomenal. And once Wade figures out his role, which obviously Wade looks older, but Wade is older, Wade is not even a shell of himself anymore. But he'll find a role. LeBron, will, they'll, they'll find their comfort zone. J.R. Smith will find his role. Kevin Love looks like he's aged eight years in the offseason. A little salt and pepper gray, man. Now, Kevin Love looks like he's 42, man. But he'll have his – they'll all figure this out, and that is a deep team. And then Tristan Thompson. And then Jeff Green. I thought Jeff Green was literally out of the league because of a health problem. I thought, like, he needed a new – what happened to Jeff Green, Beck? You know him more because he was a Celtic. Yeah, I think he had to have a heart transplant, man. Jeff Green literally, like, yeah, that was something crazy that happened to him. So, I don't know, man. I had no idea he was on – I was just looking at that squad last night. You got Derrick Rose playing a, a, a third of what Derrick Rose used to be, man. Cleveland is the team to beat because that's a team, not just four guys, not just two guys, not just three guys. That's a team of basically older stars but still stars. And, Look, I, and man, they're I, already going to tear into that. I don't know what to tell you. Look, man, I see it differently. I see it differently. What? I think uh, LeBron looks great, and I think it can last for a couple more years. He looks that good. My concern is with everybody else around him. 
I think Wade's older. I think Wade's older than him, and I think that that just puts a little pressure on got to win in the next two years. Uh, J.R. Smith, he's higher than you or I or any one of our listeners right now. Derrick mm. Rose is injury prone, and if he hasn't, if he hasn't gonna have gonna have an injury, then what happens when Isaiah comes back? That's not gonna bode well for the team. But what happened, Eddie, what happens if they both get injured? Look, Cleveland looks good right now if you're window shopping, but you're not really buying because I'm not buying that team right now. Okay, I don't I think they play. Yeah. I just, I'm just going to tell you, and I'm going to tell the Blitz listeners, and I'm going to do the exact same thing I did last year. When 267 1153 when we knew that the Warriors were going to win last year, and I told everybody on the first week of the season the Warriors are winning the championship, phone it in, you can phone in the rest of the season. It doesn't matter. Turn it on when it's the championship. We'll watch the Warriors win, and that's what happened. Exactly. This is what's going to happen this year. A hell of a great seven-game series. Cleveland's bringing that thing home. The one year that LeBron, the last year LeBron's going to be there, the one year Wade's going to be there. They both go on their way, bringing the last one, and LeBron gets to leave Cleveland to go to L.A. or wherever the hell he wants to go as the greatest thing that's ever happened to the Cleveland, to Cleveland. Sports to Cleveland, he's the king. He's got four. He's still probably got five years left. So we can start talking about six and seven and eight, all that crap, because it's still possible. But he's going to win the, fi- the, the championship this year. He's going to do it with his boy Dwayne Wade, and it's not going to be the Heat team that, that was in 2011, 2010, 2012. That, no, that's gone. But this Cleveland team, I, I don't, and I'm not just saying this because of one night. Like, they're going to have their ups and downs throughout the season. This isn't going to be a great 70-win team, I don't think. I think that they're going to lose a lot of games. They're going to be injuries. Going to, when they get there, because they know that they'll be there, especially after a pretty Gruesome injury last night, man. I do want to talk about. I mean, I know everybody's been hearing about it all day, but we got it. We got it. At least get into it a little bit. But when it's all said and done with that injury, the East got a hell of a lot easier, man. And I just can't see any competition to to stop Cleveland from getting there. And once they're there, their minds will be focused on it. Golden State. I, I can see an injury happening this season, man. One of those four. Something's going to happen. I just got that feeling. They've been cruising along thinking they're too too hot for too long, man. I can see something happening to Golden State. They'll still be there when it's all said and done because they got too much talent on the team. But it's Cleveland and seven over Golden State. That's it. Oh, you heard it here first. Eddie, Remember it. We, got, we got to talk about these injuries that you're talking about because I want to make one big major point right now and why, you know, you might fall into the trap of why – you want to like feel extremely sorry for Gordon Hayward and act above and beyond like some of these players have. It's because Odell Beckham Jr. was crying like a little blitz when he broke his ankle. Eddie, did you happen to see how Gordon Hayward handled that injury? Out of everybody in the arena, he was the least emotional about it. He didn't show any emotion at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but go on. Yeah, I just think uh, it, the what, real what point. The, the point? real point I'm trying to get at, Eddie, is that there was this whole big scene in the stadium, and it's like everybody's trying to act like the NBA is coming together for Gordon Hayward. But in reality, we all know what these guys are thinking. These guys don't fall for that stuff. These guys aren't coming together for Gordon Hayward. They're sitting there. They're putting on this act where they're praying or they're devastated for either team. And all they're really doing is just praying that they're not next on that Grim Reaper injury list. It was such a freak thing to see that. But, dude, (laughs) I swear to God, man, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, they just crack me up sometimes because they knew – they knew so hard that the cameras were going to be panning around looking for expressions. And Dwayne Wade, they sold that like like he literally, like they just watched a man die on the court. That's the feel that you got from that broadcast last night and from all the other players' reactions. Like, like Gordon Hayward's never going to play again. Like they just they witnessed the career-ending injury. 
Like, yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, they're looking like I get, and I can understand the Celtics. Like, dude, that's your teammate. This, this is just like unfor- like crazy, unfortunate. With five minutes into the season opener, like that's crazy. But like, Dwayne Wade and LeBron. Of course, you have to find a way to make this like so much about you. Like, this kind of stole your your attention for like maybe like five minutes. But no, no, no. Wade's gonna like be praying, crying. Like, yeah, he's such a good guy. And LeBron is just LeBron James. Like, he knows the camera's on him at any time. Of course, during when everybody's locked arms during the national anthem, first one to break off, LeBron James, the king of Cleveland, which he's earned the right to do. It doesn't even piss me off that much. It's just out of every player on the court, the guy that got hurt like pretty damn bad is the one that that seemed the most nonchalant about. Like, I know he's probably in shock, but. I just the dramatics, the theatrics, the, the drama queens that these superstars have become, man. It just blows my like. Otel Beckham Jr. would have he would have rolled his like he would have he would have like rolled into the locker room. He would have refused. He would have done something so crazy. I just know it. And whereas Gordon Hayward just all right, get me out of here, man. Like let's get this thing fixed up, bro. Sorry, sucks. But what do you want me to do? I don't know. Hey. Hey, and to and to wrap up the whole conversation, I gotta say that I've been extremely ecstatic all week because the Giants got their first win. It was out. It was without OBJ, and if you look at his stats and when he actually has a production, the Giants typically don't win when he has over a hundred yard games. And well, Giants are uh, they're especially good when. Uh, when they don't have to deal with the drama, especially Eli, we've never seen him be good at that. And also their star, Evan Ingram, the tight end. But, Eddie, we got to get into a former MVP, a former MVP of the league that was traded off as a cast-off from the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. And you know who I'm talking about. What are your thoughts there, bro? We both knew he wasn't done. And we're going – We're before. all right, we'll jump into your AP thing, but we're going back to Boston for a minute later on. So keep that on the back burner. The Adrian Peterson thing, you didn't think he was done. I'd kind of oh, forgotten about no. how good he is, and he's not going to be the same Adrian Peterson. But you give him – if he's the featured back, yeah, he can still do that to you. Yeah, and that was Eddie, Larry Fitzgerald's saying if he – the dude couldn't have got there sooner. He's saying he would have got a ring a long time ago if you had had Adrian Peterson in the same backfield that he plays offense on. Dude, they traded him for an undisclosed draft pick, which just drives me crazy. Like, we don't really know what that draft pick is going to be, and the NFL's not going to let us know. But I, I always believe, dude, that this guy still had it in him. And that Sean Payton should have just rode Adrian Peterson, kept Breeze, his other two backs healthy, picked up as many wins, because this guy absolutely does have it in the tank still to run some people over in the NFL. He's the craziest dude that we've, like, ever seen. He put up ridiculous numbers in one week on Arizona, which is my question to you, Eddie. How equivalent is that performance to Adrian Peterson's previous performance when he came back from the microfractured knee surgery and put up numbers like no other in almost no rehab time. Well, man, he's a freak of nature. His recovery time from that injury was in his recovery time and then his recovery after performance, his performance after recovery, I should say, was amazing. I don't think this is going to be the same Adrian Peterson that we have seen in the past. Uh, father time on running backs, except for Frank Gore. I mean, still out there just doing whatever Frank Gore does. He can't read, but he can run. Uh, you know what, what happens to running backs as they get older? I mean, this guy's definitely a different breed, but is it going to be consistent? He's going to get you numbers. He's not going to have that game every week. He's not going to have Minnesota Vikings games every week. He's not going to be the Adrian Peterson of old to the fullest. But is he going to be beneficial to the Arizona Cardinals? Hell yeah. Is he going to change the Arizona Cardinals season? Hell yeah. Can you still use the other back? Hell yeah. And and look look what that already opened up with AP. Larry Fitzgerald had 130 yards in like the second quarter. He's killing it in fantasy. So 
if you're Arizona, this thing just fell into your lap, and I don't know the details of the trade. I don't know if you do. I don't know if you do, Matt Money. I don't even know if you're behind the glass right now. I'm assuming you are, but I haven't heard from you. But if if you're New Orleans, I like what you said, Beck. I mean, you figure maybe they should have run him into the ground for the first eight weeks. I know that they feature that Kamara kid, Kamara, Kamurchi, Kamikamaki. They're both talented. Kamara, Kamara and uh, Ingram, they're, they're great. But why why yeah. not why waste mileage on their legs when you could just hand the ball off to Peterson, hand the ball off to Peterson, and he's gonna take you a good distance of the season. He's well, proved that he's been able to do want, that. But we can say that all we want, but the Saints are on a pretty hot streak right now. So maybe they know something we don't, considering that they won. I think the I think Saints are about to cool off in a bad way. And we're going to come to that in the Locked and Loaded Picks of the Week here towards the end of this show. So you don't want to miss that if you want to win some fantasy bragging rights and some real deal money here on the show. It was 9-6 and six last week. Picking it up here on Pick It Up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. Eddie, we got a lot mm-hmm. to get to. A lot to get to on the show. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis broke Meritage's face in... Chicago. How many more problems could that team have after having to buy out Dwayne Wade? That front office is looking pretty shabby right now. And we're going to get to some of that. here. Pick it up the blitz. KB, Vikings, I like. I like the Vikings, man. They broke we, gotta catch... <laughs> we ain't got to that yet either. This is KB from Pick Em to the Blitz with KB and Ethan. Ethan and I pick up a lot of our NBA material for PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your newsfeed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there, our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Raj from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi wild dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold wild dog picks of the week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Yeah, that's right. Slide back inside. Pick it up the blitz with KB and E-Fane. Our producer, Mad Money Mike. What's going on there, Mad Money Mike? Oh, just working on the Facebook page here. You, you can uh, catch us on Picking Up the Blitz Facebook page. Um, give us a call. You know the number. 267-521-0153. And how do they find the Facebook page? Apparently, it's just as simple as just search and pick up the blitz. Go figure. Eddie, what's going on, buddy? What we got next? <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm still over here dying about our green room conversations, man. I feel like you got to let the public in on these things. Like, just just give them a warning as to what happens in there. But it's good. It's good as gold. It's good as gold, yeah. man. I, you know what? Let me tell you what else is good as gold. Before we get back to Aaron Rodgers or Bobby Porter's or wherever the hell you want to go with this or Facebook or whatever else you got planned. Jeez, this Miami Heat team this year, the Miami Heat, my boys, my team, my dogs, my homies. My Jeez, my riders, they're going to be good, dude. This is a solid team. Now, they're not going to beat Cleveland. They're not going to be able to play with anybody big time, and they're going to lose a lot of games. 
this is a good basketball team. There's like a lot of youth and a lot of talent on this team and no selfishness minus a little bit of Deion Waiters. He'll probably get put in check by Pat Riley when he has to come down midseason and tell him to pass the ball. Dude, I'm excited to watch him keep basketball. Man, money, they're playing the Magic right now. We're about to smoke you. I don't understand why you didn't want to bet on this one. Still blows my mind. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I'm just glad you're here, Mad Money. But, back, what are we getting into next, man? What are we talking about? We talking about some Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, let's go the there. Product? I mean, that's the let's big deal right now. Uh, look, I think, uh, uh, number one, I want to start with this, man, that uh, Mike Malarkey put a firm foot down stop to any of this Tony Romo talk, which was absolutely ridiculous because Aaron Rodgers – got knocked out on a collarbone injury behind a bad offensive line. Tony Romo's been there, done that, carried the Cowboys to this point where they weren't embarrassing through 10 years. Why would he step behind that Green Bay line? And I know you heard what Mike Malarkey said. He said he's invested three years into Brett Hundley, two years into Joey Callahan, and he's not bringing in anybody from the outside. And that wouldn't happen in Green Bay anyway. And – it just gets in further into talk of Tony Romo would never want to do that. He's having he's having a great year. Everybody loves him on the air. It sounds like you're watching uh your the announcers sitting on your couch watching the football game. Is Mike Malarkey who you think Mike Malarkey is? The Green Bay <laughs> Packers coach? No, dude. No, and I can't think of his name right now, and I don't have much internet, so I can't really find but I know that that's not – Mike Malarkey is the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. And Mike no. freaking – Matt Money, what is the name of – Mike McCarthy. It has to be Mike McCarthy is the Green Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. My bad. Mike Malarkey is the coach of Tennessee. But anyways, yeah, it's about, same guy. Me, I stopped listening to everything else you said after you kept – after you said the second Mike Malarkey, I said, what – is he screwing? Is this like one of his jokes, or what is this? No, no, no. I totally, I totally met Mike McCarthy, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And what did you say? Oh, oh, I know what we're talking about. So you're saying, yeah, they were shutting down Tony Romo's thing. Dude, he's also shutting down the Colin Kaepernick thing. I mean, 100%. He just is sticking with his quarterback so that they don't have to avoid – or they don't have to deal with the question of well, when – no, no, no. You know Colin Kaepernick would be better than either of the guys they have back there. Yeah, but, dude, it's so stupid because you could – why would you bring in a quarterback that you got – dude, you're in the middle of the season and you got to train this guy for like three weeks, you're going to lose, and when he finally gets it, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers back or some other controversy. It's so dumb to even speculate on no. that. Let's let's go. Let's switch. Let's switch gears after my major malfunction there on that uh, Green Bay Packers head coach name. Uh, Aaron Drew, look, he's been shut down for the season. I saw this coming from a while ago. It was a very easy decision. I don't know why the Colts haven't made it now. They have Jacoby Borsett and a high draft pick coming this year with the way they're losing. Hey, is Chuck Pagano going to be around to reap any of the benefits of the assets that they have now, man? They're going to, they could possibly end up with three starting quarterbacks on one franchise. I mean, I don't I wouldn't draft a quarterback. I think Chuck Pagano's out the door though for sure. Today's the anniversary of that do you remember that trick punt they tried to run? Like a yeah, year ago. Yeah, it was insane, man. And no one knows still Chuck Pagano, I mean, I know you had the leukemia and everything like that and it was a big, you know is there was a there was a lot of other things at play here. I'd say you start fresh. You know, sit Andrew Luck for the rest of the year, just done. Get him back to normal. I don't think he'll ever be normal. I look at that dude on the sidelines. I'm like, dude, there's some, there's something seriously wrong with Andrew Luck. Like, he has. Yeah, yeah. But if you believe in Andrew Luck, Eddie, if you believe in Andrew Luck, then why not trade four set and that draft pick? And you're looking at like 17 draft picks in the next draft. No, I, I mean agree every with that. I mean, everybody believes in four set. Everybody believes that. There's three to four starting franchise quarterbacks coming out of this draft, and you already have Andrew Luck. I mean, so you that's think a, they'll that, get that's one a, quarterback? Well, no. I think uh, if I'm Indianapolis, I get rid of two of them and 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 reap in everything that they're worth because 
this is this is when you have everybody in the league exactly where you want them. You got four set, and then you could draft. They might even be in position to draft Rosen or Darnold. I, I know, but that's what I'm asking you. Are you would you draft the quarterback with a high pick if you're Indianapolis, considering that you have a 26 year old Andrew Luck? No, yeah, this is a health problem. No, you're you're missing it. What I'm saying is that pick is extremely valuable because just the potential that you would. You can trade so right out can, of there and get anything you want for that pick. And if you're Indianapolis, what would you be looking for? You're going to need another running back soon. Frank Gore, I mean, he's 35. He's still productive, but he's not, you know, he's 35. That's enough said. You know, you got T.Y. Hilton, who's the most talented, one of the most talented players in the league, not just on the Colts. That guy's freaking falls out for his side. I mean, what do you? So what do you do? Your your O line's a little, the center's a little shaky. That could be due to injury. Your defense is decent. What with Vontae Davis is the cornerback and a couple other guys in the squad. I, I just don't even know where you go if you're the Colts, considering you were so high on Andrew Luck three years ago. We were all so high on Andrew Luck three years ago. It's just injury, just dude. It can just riddle a player. I mean, we don't even know though. So talking about the quarterbacks, man, we don't know if Andrew Luck's ever going to come back to be the same Andrew Luck ever. I mean, two years of not playing is two years of not playing. The same thing we can say about Teddy Bridgewater, who, dude, wasn't Andrew Luck, but Teddy Bridgewater was on point to be a superstar in this league. I know you love that dude. And we don't know if we're ever going to see Teddy Bridgewater, or is this going to be like an RG3 thing, man, where this guy's just never going to be the same. Granted, the skill sets are completely different, but we, you don't know. There's a lot of question marks. So if you are sitting there in Indianapolis, the more I think about it, dude, you might, you might want to consider taking one of these guys high, fit him for a couple years, Aaron Rodgers effect, and then when if if Andrew Luck can't go, at least you have a valuable guy on your roster that nobody knows about, or if he can go, I should say, then you have a valuable guy on your roster that you can that has trade value, one of the backup quarterbacks. Or if he can't go, you got a guy that's ready to go right behind him. So either way, your franchise is, is still in good shape. The Colts look bad now, man. They don't have much going for them. They, they have assets. They have assets. Though, he's coming back. And, oh, the Vikings. Yeah, I just switched it up on you. I threw you the curveball, dude. Step up yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I swung a bit. Yeah, uh, I'd be really hesitant to put Bridgewater back in that situation uh, myself, but I see what you know how quickly you can lose your job in the NFL, and I think there's going to be some pressure. If Case Keenum doesn't excel well. a little bit, he's playing well. I think I he's. Mean, let's look at the Minnesota Vikings. They're not. Yeah, they're not well, terrible, well man. is well is good enough. But if he starts to slip a little bit, then there's going to be some pressure to start pushing Bridgewater in, into uh, situations that he might not be comfortable with, and the doctor might not be comfortable signing off with either. Maybe you ride with Case Keenum for a little while longer. I mean, hell, you're four and two. You know, you're doing you're doing well with Case Keenum. Better than Bradford, dude. Sam Bradford, man, Jesus. Do you want to talk about the one guy? I must, I must have said this five times before on the show. You want to talk about a guy that looks like he belongs so far away from a football field, man? He just, or what? Like, what is his deal? Like, he just doesn't have the right pads. Like, he just never. Got, he picked a set of pads when he was like in high school. And he just stuck with the same set. No, it's just the amount of milk. Was like, no, dude, those don't fit, bro. Like, they, they, you, trust me, those aren't the right pads for you, man. Just it's like, the no, amount no, of milk cool. you drink as a kid, I think, or something. <laughs> you think he didn't drink? He didn't get enough calcium, or he drank maybe just too much milk, and that's what's wrong with him. No, I don't think you too can drink milk, too much man. milk. Oh, no, when's the last time? Stupid. When's the last time you've seen an injured cow? <laughs> when was the last time you drank milk? Uh, I don't know, but I'll, I'm not drinking it for a while after <laughs> after uh, being reminded that, that money. it comes from hey, that money. When was the last time you had a glass of milk? It's It's been a long time. It's been a long time since a nice refreshing glass of cold milk, huh? I'll give you a nice warm, warm glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> hey, oh, Matt Money, Matt Money, kick up some music because we got to get into our new segment. Just throw something on there. Segment's called Fantasy BS Knowledge You Might Want to Know. 
This is Picking Up the Blitz with KB and E fans. And we got a lot of fantasy BS knowledge that you might want to know. Efane, I know you got some fantasy BS knowledge that our listeners might want to know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't know anything about this new segment. Uh, kind of sprung it on me. You want to hear some BS that they need to know? I'm 3-3 three and three in my league, so I don't think they need to know anything from me. Having a terrible year. I can't get a quarterback. I put all my money in Jay Cutler. Who, by the way, he's coming around, though. So that, that could be some fantasy BS you need to know. Hang on. Keep your eye on Jay. The offense is starting to click, man. They're looking good. Don't. don't know anything don't, about this segment. So you, don't take keep, the, you take the lead on this one, Beck. Don't keep your eye on Jay. Don't keep your eye on Jay. Never bet on Jay. Jay is the worst. Jay Cutler huh? is the worst. We're just talking about little blenders and blunders that might happen. And look, Eddie, before the season started, well, after the season started, I went 0-4. It was my plan because I, uh, I get too caught up in complacent, so I wanted to play in the catch-up role because I'm that good. That's how we do it here on the show. But yeah. I saw something, Fane, and I traded Stefan Diggs before the season. Before the season started, I traded Stefan Diggs for Adam Thielen. Straight up. Okay. Good trade, right? I mean, they're both producing. No, Diggs is hurt. Yeah, I mean, well, all right. I don't know how long he's going to be hurt for, but he was producing pretty well before that. I got them both on the team, uh, and I've been starting Diggs before. Over Thielen, uh, I feel like they're right one of the same, to be honest with you. I know that you're more high on Thielen than most people are. But, yeah, I guess uh, because of injury, good job, Eck. You know what you're doing. Hell, yeah. You knew he was going to get hurt. Yeah, and the other pickup I was I was able to make was Cameron Newton. I'm still bragging about this one. I don't know why anybody would drop Cam. He had a bad week, still put up 22 Cameron. points. Cameron. Cameron. You're the only person I've ever heard call him Cameron Newton. Cam Newton. It's Cameron. Don't do that. Don't try and be a trendsetter. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice it, man. I didn't even notice it. I've heard you say that before, too. And I all right, all right, all right. All right, what about this? I won last week when my running backs were Andre Ellington, who scored literally zero points because of Adrian Peterson, and my other running back was Jarek McKinnon, who I thought would have a big game after replacing Dalvin Cook on the ACL injury. Well, that's a good pickup. How do you do? 24 points. There you go. That's a smart. That's a smart. That's a smart back to have right there. When Dalvin Cook, you know, injury is the thing. I got a question for you, Beck. If you're in need of a quarterback, as I am in my league, do I go after uh, one of the Green Bay Packers quarterbacks? No. I like the. I like the other. I like the other guy, the third string guy that I saw in preseason. I have no idea what his name is. I think he's from BYU and he balled out. I know it's preseason and he's a third string player, so he's playing against preseason third string players. The kid was good, and I don't know anything about this guy. Do you? No, I really don't. You talking about which? Now, go talking with somebody you know. Don't go with don't go with Cutler. Find yourself Ben Roethlisberger, somebody somebody else has gave up on. Maybe even a Jared Goff, scoring the most points in the league. That offense is right now. Okay, well, definitely can't get my hands on any of them. But thanks for the advice. What about Dalton? Dude, 11, everybody, all quarterbacks are off the board. There is no quarterback left in my league. I literally had Brian Hoyer, uh, Jay Cutler, and Derek Carr was, was one of the guys I drafted. But, you know, we don't even know what. He, he looked terrible last week. He's the reason I lost, basically. I think he put up eight points. Uh, there's no one what about he, what about Eli Manning or something like that? And Nobody. I don't even. There's 11 people in the league. It's an odd number of leagues. Well, how, how many players are you allowed to have? I don't know. 11? Well, how, how are all the quarterbacks taken? I don't know. It's, a, it's the weirdest thing. Like, you would always expect somebody to drop somebody along the line, and no one has so far. There's never an available quarterback in the league. So somebody's well, holding, holding, like, four of them and three of them or something like that. I don't know. I got to go see, and look at the teams. But, yeah, every quarterback in the league is gone. I don't, I don't get it. There's – you can – I've always found in fantasy football that you can just you can as long as you pay attention to defenses and everything you can find any quarterback in the league that's starting that'll have a good game. Not the case. That's not the case. 
But yeah, it I is have, the case. I don't know the guy's name. Should I go and get? Because he'll probably be available. This Packers quarterback coming in. I saw him play a little bit. They lost the game. He did not look good. I think he threw a touchdown to Devontae Adams. Mad Money, if you could please find me that huge name. I had no it's freaking Brent internet. Brett Hundley. He put up. Yeah. He put up just under seven points last week, man. And uh, so, he didn't look great. He didn't look great. But he's owned in 73% of Yahoo League. So, I think people are kind of itching to see what this guy has. And Mike McCarthy, not Malarkey, is uh, pretty high on him. He's not considering anything else that he trades. He's going to run with it. And you got to imagine that that's probably the right decision because – Aaron Rodgers' injury was not Gordon Hayward's. Rodgers, if you get, if you can win, mark my words right here, Fane. If uh, Green Bay wins one playoff game, Aaron Rodgers will come back and try and finish that. He needs probably like ten weeks. That sounds about right. But don't go back to Gordon Hayward. Unless you're trying to transition back into it, because I'm still itching on that subject, man. Yeah, but I think NFL you're still old news. Sunday's old news by the time we get midweek, bro. Last night's still fresh on the on the freaking on the plate, dude. All right, so what do, what do you that's got not, then? Let's go with that. It's sir. I'll right? just I'll just throw these uh, rest of these NFL fucking stats on the ground, man. Let's go fresh. back to the NBA. The question I got to ask you back. It's after we saw an injury like that, I got a few things that I, I'd like to hear your perspe- your perspective on. The Hayward injury, do we know for a fact that he's out for the season? Or could yes. he make an appearance later? It, it, that's definite. He's ruled out for the season. Surgery, no. boom, that comes no. down the pipeline. Well, you just take KB's word from it. There's no point okay. in bringing it back so this year. We're taking KB here. Matt Money, let's write all these down so we can, all, so we can rip on back about six months from now. As well, we always do. Think about the injury and think about it, Fane. Why would you I know, force the guy? Bro, I'm taking your word for it. I'm writing down your word so that six Write months from now we can say where Write KB was right and where KB was wrong. But yeah, Hayward you, is you, not you probably, returning this season. That would probably be the easiest fucking bet I win all year. Sorry for cussing. Damn it. I'm betting, man. I'm just writing them down. Uh, but I, I like where you're going. But my question to you is, what what are the Celtics without him? Or because they they still played pretty good last night. Granted, Cleveland could have went to sleep a little bit, thinking that they were going to run away with it in the second half. The so what are the team? What is the Celtics team? What the are Celtics are the team that will. They still have Brad Stevens. They still have a lot of guys. They're going to be really good, man. But they are still the team that gets beat by Cleveland. They're better than they any other team in the marks. East. They they're they're still. They're still with uh, the head coaching of Brad Stevens going to be the second best team in the East, but they're still going to finish second seed. But if 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 Cleveland and the majority of that team stays healthy, as much as I was hating on them earlier, I mean the injury has an impact, and Cleveland can win that series against Boston. Now, I don't believe that they could beat Golden State like you're calling in the finals, but they definitely have the firepower to beat Boston. So you're telling me Boston finishes second seed. We will still see Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, in your opinion. Yeah. Huh? That's, that's, what, I, that's what I like to know, Beck. I like when you tell me what the hell's going to happen. That's what I like you. Then you're also telling me then, on this note, while well, you're going to go ahead and talk about Cleveland in the finals. You're telling me Golden State's beating him in the finals. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. There was a slight pause there. There was a slight pause there, and that's it. Put it to bed, Beck. So, Beck's rolling with Golden State in what? Five? Six? Seven? I'm, seven? Not, calling ga- I'm not calling games. I'm not calling right, games. Right. That's like a little I... premature. Hey, that's all right. You're right. That's a little premature. I got you on that. If Cleveland rolled, if Cleveland rolled and rolled in through Golden State's doors, totally healthy. I mean, we're talking seven, but we'll we'll see which teams yeah, injuries. You got it, you got I it. mean, look at what happened right. to the first five minutes of Cleveland versus Boston in the East. I mean, it it right. dramatically changes things in five minutes. I'm not going games, but Golden State is still clearly the better team. But is Cleveland? 
clearly a better team than Boston? Yeah, they are, after the Gordon Hayward injury. And there it is. Now let's talk a little bit about the West for a minute. Uh, Houston goes ahead and beats them last night. James Harden, Chris Paul. Chris Paul snuggling up on James Harden's beard. That was real weird after that game. I don't know if anybody else saw that. Is Houston an actual threat? Or, you know, here's the, here's the thing. I, I no, I can't even concentrate now. What what happened with oh, the Chris beard? Paul snuggling. I don't know, man. They They were like, as the game got over, Chris Paul came up and hugged him. But he like he like held the hug for a while. He's so much littler than him, then he like kind of got up, like he nuzzled. So he up, like, nuzz- yeah, he nuzzled his yeah, he beard. Nuzzled that's, his beard. Like that's James Harden, not a like winner like move. It was weird. All right, all right, let's go to the caller. What's your name? What zone you bringing the blitz from? Yeah, it's Brandon from Columbus. I've got a report for you from Baptist Memorial Hospital in Boston. Oh, all right. All right. What's up? When the Celtics were introduced uh, tonight, starting lineup in the game against uh, Milwaukee, I'll tell you a little bit about the game in a second, uh, Gordon Haywood spoke to the crowd and the team on that big television, that Jumbotron overhead, spoke to him from his hospital bed in Boston uh, in Baptist Memorial. And it was just before uh, they came to get him uh, for the uh, surgery. They, They have not operated yet, but he is probably in surgery right now. They wanted to let things subside a little bit before they uh, uh, took him into surgery. It's a fractured tibia and a dislocated ankle. Uh, The doctors are as optimistic as they can be with with knowing what they know now. As far as the game is concerned, we just started the second quarter, and with a very dangerous Milwaukee team, uh, it is Boston's head by two points uh, right now. But the big news is from the is from the hospital across town. All right, thank you for the update, Brandon from Columbus. Got him. Appreciate it. I'll call I you. I'll call you all at halftime if you're still on the air. I believe you will be. Yeah, but hey, Columbus, are are they not right. accentuating this injury a little bit? Everybody's kind of like. Going overboard on this thing. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. If, if you put it in the human, uh, just purely human terms, forget the basketball. You, you've got a man here starting a, a new phase, a new chapter uh, of his life. Uh, and it's got nothing to do with the money or the, the, the fame or anything. He, he, he's starting all over again in, in a new situation, a new, uh, a new place, and he's not six minutes into it, and bam, like, the drop of a hat, uh, everything everything changes, and and people I think appreciate that and feel bad about it. Uh, and it was a gruesome thing to see, uh, as I'm sure you all know. It was it was a hideous thing to see. Was it the most gruesome thing you've ever seen in an NBA game? That was a conversation we were having off air. By yeah, far, it was pretty bad. Paul, my my question. NBA my question, game, that, that was probably the worst thing I've seen in hold on, hold, on, hold on, Eddie. My my question to Eddie earlier today was, when was the last time you saw somebody take up that much time to get off the court, on the NBA court, not the Olympic court, not any other kind of court where you see some freak injuries? When was the last time you saw somebody had to be on the stretcher and the air cast to get off the court? I mean, it took it took night and day. It seemed like during the game, just to yeah, safely I think, I think get him it, off I think the court. Goes, yeah, I, I think it goes to the same reason that they didn't. They have not operated until the present time. That, that, that things were so disoriented. Well, also, right also things, things I, were so out of joint, out of whack, unconnected. Is what I'm trying to say. That they yeah, just well, wanted well, to be well, just as careful as careful can be. Well, they don't want to cut any like tendons that they don't have to reattach or anything. But exactly. I also, I also do want to start up a little rivalry between cities and everything. And I want to point out that Gordon Hayward would not be operated on in Cleveland, and uh, didn't want any part of being in their locker room. Got transferred over to the uh, to the visiting team's locker room before they did anything, and got out of got out of Cleveland before the surgery or anything was going to take place. 
Yeah, he, he they took him out of the arena. He traveled home with the team. He he he, uh, he, he flew home with the team. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying there, to feel big. No, there's no big doubt about shot it. There's not uh, be any medical. No reason to doubt medical facilities in Cleveland, but he wanted to be home. Is that what it was? What are you insinuating? Yeah. What are you doing? What was I, that was was like, he was I was insinuating. I was insinuating. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> oh man, that was real. Uh, that was real slick there, bro. That was real. Yeah, I, you know, I, this isn't a shot or anything, but here's a shot to Cleveland. Let me tell you something. I'll, I'll check, I'll check back in with you all at halftime. Let me know what the halftime score is. It's it's all a right, we'll it's a one point game here. right we now. We got about ten more minutes, but yeah, thank you a lot for the call, Columbus from Brandon. Got him. Uh, hey, do you think that at, at, at any point do you think that this is crossing LeBron's mind or Dwayne Wade's mind or any of their minds? Okay, I, I know right at the time that, that it happens, they probably aren't thinking this. Maybe, most likely not. But you're going to tell me that at at the end of that game they're not thinking, dude. Uh, our patch just got so much easier in the finals, and you're going to tell me that my boy Pat Riley down here isn't going. What happens when you don't come to Miami and you decide to go to Boston? If you're going to tell me that everybody in the NBA is like, oh, poor Gordon Hayward, my prayers and thoughts for your family. Kobe's writing little Twitter messages. Paul George is writing now. Oh, he's so cute. But, dude, you guys are faker than hell, man. Just, I understand that, Beck, you're a firm believer in you want to play against the best and you want to beat the best. To be, to be the best, you got to beat the best. you got to beat everybody in the You say that shit, but I don't think you believe that at all. Because I think that if LeBron went down, you'd be ecstatic as a Boston fan to assume that, dude, my nah. pass is fine. Nah, oh, what would I? You'd rather, you'd rather keep losing to LeBron in, this, in the Eastern Conference Finals, but let's say LeBron got hurt in Game 2 when you're down 0-1. You're gonna, I know that's a little it bit wouldn't of a be the same. It wouldn't be the it same without LeBron. So, if I was sitting there five years, six years ago, drinking beers with you in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we were watching the game, he went down, you're going to tell me that at the end of that game you wouldn't go into your room and go, <laughs> and be never, so damn never, because you knew you were going to be able to rub a chair nah. in my face. You're no, no, I never, I wouldn't do that, man, because I, I respect LeBron James. You know me, I think you did not be the LeBron MVP. Six years ago. You did not. There's no 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 I didn't no I didn't but we we have made it we have stated it clearly on this show that I, I saw the light I saw the moment when LeBron hit a late fourth quarter three against Boston I was like well if he can do that then they can't beat him LeBron James ever since then I've been like all right well he's the MVP every year that he plays in the league there's there's no discussion to be had there you know None. you really might be on that man hey, the more I you you went with that all last year, and, and I, I kind of debated it because Steph Curry was playing at such a high level. Dude, he just commands – he just does so much stuff on the court. It's just – dude, it's mesmerizing. It's like such high IQ basketball to watch. The passes he makes, the way he sees everything, the way he plays smart, like the condition he takes of his body at 32. That's why I can't believe people were getting on him this morning talking about he looks sluggish. Because he's pacing himself. He's pacing himself. That was game game one against the Celtics. They had a dude, one of their main dudes, go out in the first five minutes. And LeBron's like, yeah, I'm only going to score a couple 20 points. I don't need to go. I don't think I I need to go all out. They're they're one of their their second best players out for the game. I'm not going to need to score 46 to beat Boston in this game. That. It's the first game of the season. He gets that. It's the rest of everybody watching it, everybody that doesn't get what we're talking about on this show and why everybody's crying because, like, rating is down. You guys just don't understand that it's not, like, a big conspiracy theory, but there's a little bit of, of a controlled message going on. LeBron doesn't need to play that hard every game. He's that good. But how can anyone criticize a dude that puts up 29, like, I don't know, 15 and 9? 29, 15 and 9, I think. Maybe higher in rebounds. How, and then wins the game in your home opener against the guy that left you because of you, and yet we still, people still find a way to criticize him in the morning? Dude, get, get over it. 
he's that good. If you hated him forever, get Bayless or any one of the other media members that just hates him, get over it because he's better than your guy. He's, he's the best. He's the greatest player we've ever seen. He's better than Michael Jordan. I can't I, – I mean, I know that there's going to be people that are going to really disagree with that and probably have seen more of Michael Jordan than I have. But I, I, I just Come look on, at man. the size of him, dude. You're, now, you're, now, you're, Eddie, now, now you're going into, into difficult territory. I know, I know. I know. Listen, I hate to bring up Kobe, I'm just saying. Kobe He's better than is Kobe. Mike – Better than Kobe. Kobe. No, Kobe is the closest thing to Michael Jordan, and LeBron is the closest thing to Magic. LeBron's his own. LeBron's in his own league, dude. He's there's no Beck. He is so big on that court, dude. That you, I am like you make the point that as the season goes, he's going to drop a little bit of weight. I'm just going to drop a little bit of that muscle from just that much cardio all year long. I yeah, you're right. But right now, dude, he's just. He's just a monster, bro. And he still has the jump. He still has the skills. He still can pass and find his guys. He's winning the championship this year. No doubt in my mind. No doubt about it. What do you got on the other side of the break, Beck? Oh, wait. A whole lot. Break? Yeah, this isn't the a break. break we're going to keep going. Yeah, oh, we're, we're going to keep it? going. But while we got the music rolling, there's no better that. time than right now for Locked and Loaded Picks of the Week. And I know you're going to have a, some different, differentiate, whatever you want to call it. You're going to have a different <laughs> opinion on these picks than KB. Bang. And Mad Money, you feel free to chime in here too. First up, Eddie, I got Kansas City minus two and a half at Oakland. At By the Oakland. way, I went about four and 12 last week on my picks, so I don't think that anybody should listen to a single thing I'm going to say. Kansas City. Yeah, that's who I got. They could listen. I went nine. I went nine and six, man. I finally got there the. I finally got the NFL figured out. Took me seven weeks, go. but now I'm I'm on a winning record, and there's no going back. Next there game go. I got on lock is Tennessee minus six and a half at Cleveland. I'm going Tennessee all the way. I'm going to go Tennessee as well. All right. Next one is an intriguing game that we uh, almost got into some rabble-rousing discussions at the pre-show. This is a a cage rattler here. New Orleans, minus four and a half at Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay plus the four and a half. New Orleans. Green Bay is a dumpster fire, dude. We're about to see how bad they are and how good Aaron Rodgers is because he held that team together, man. They're not going to be good, dude. New Orleans. New Orleans isn't that good. Their defense is terrible. They spend their money, and they're fat and small in all the wrong places. Green Bay has got something to find with. I think that's the problem, Betty. I think that New Orleans got too hot, too quick. I think they cooled down in Grambo, Lambeau, Wisconsin, man. Rambo Lambo Lee. Liz Thompson, baby. Nah. Well, you're wrong, but that's a good thought, though. I like what you're saying. You want to bet right. on that one? We'll put a side bet on that one a little later yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. These are all marked for side bets. But this one, hey, Eddie, I didn't call this game. This is the game of the week that KB was too scared to call. I got a couple more picks, but there's always one in the middle that, you know, it, the line just jumps out on you, and that is. Arizona plus two and a half at the L.A. Rams. Dude, I was talking too much about the resurgence of Adrian Peterson and just how much this is going to help the Arizona Cardinals. And Jared Goff, he's not the guy you think he is. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I watched their games. Their defense is good. Their special team is good. They got a hell of a lot of players around them, and they like playing for Sean McVay or whatever his name is. Arizona wins that game. The Rams are not the real deal because Jared Goff is not the real deal. Next, we got the New York Jets at whoa, whoa, the whoa, Miami. Whoa, 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 whoa! You gotta pick the game. Oh uh, no! You I told you that was the one game I wasn't picking. You're I didn't not want any part of it. Game. It was oh, that. Dude. Yeah, that was that was the most interesting line. That's what I was saying. Oh, that's weak. That yeah, weak. yeah. I know, I know. But dude, you gotta be smart. Not bet a line if you see a flaw in it. Moving along. 
All right, like I was saying, the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins minus three and a half. I'm taking Miami. Jeez, I'm not betting against Miami right now. Where? Now, that's hot. That's Miami, Florida, sun hot. That's the Dolphins team I've been waiting for. I was so ecstatic. I was so pumped up. I was so exhausted by the time my celebration finally got over after that win. And we got it handed to us by bad smell rule. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, we are the greatest of our team. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, that money don't move me. Picking the fins, baby, let's go. All right, sadly, I took Miami, too. <laughs> Next up, we got Cincinnati plus six and a half at Pittsburgh. I'm taking Cincinnati to keep it close. Pittsburgh Steelers tend to always play to the level of their competition. And I've heard it from so many fans that are close to me. I'm big at Pittsburgh. Giants. Plus seven and a half, hosting Seattle. Hosting Seattle, huh? Giants. Me as well. Atlanta, plus four and a half at New England. Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I took too, man. I don't trust New England. And Atlanta's going to be pissed off they lost that game because they had that thing in the bag. Yeah, we got to get into game balls of the week, and you can guarantee they ain't going to be Wizzy, because this is Pick It Up The Blitz for KB, Mad Money, E-Fane, 267-521-0153. If you missed the show tonight, make sure you find us on iTunes. Facebook. My game ball the- Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Plug it. Plug that shit. Yeah, you can't forget about that Facebook. All you got to do is type in, at, right at the top, you just go to the search. Type in Picking Up the Blitz. Can't miss it. That's a search plug right Picking there, Up the Blitz on Facebook.com. You will find our page. We will do some more work on it, get it up to date, you know. But lay your thoughts down on the page. Bring the Blitz anytime. My Game Ball of the Week's going out to Eli Manning. One in five. Never felt so good to be one in five as a New York Giants fan. All I got to say is it's been a long six weeks, brothers. Yeah. Good job, dude. Congratulations on that one. Anyways, yeah, game ball of the week. Dude, I I hate to say it, man. It might sound cliche because everybody's saying it, but he's that good, dude. Tony Romo, man. Tony Romo in the broadcast booth. There's no way he's coming back to play football. He has it made. And this dude has this enthusiasm for football that's actually pretty entertaining, man. I literally will stop the Sunday ticket on the Tony Romo game and watch it a little bit longer because he says funny shit. He says stuff that, like, if you really were just hanging out with your boy just watching the game on the couch. Yeah, he's not in the booth. He's on the couch. He's pretty damn funny. I don't know if y'all have gotten to listen to this dude enough. And he knows, well, he gets gets about 50-50. He gets some right, like, really good calls. He gets up there so wrong. We hated him. Off. I got it. What do you expect? I'm just out here winging it. I don't know. We hated him that. on the field, Eddie. We love him off the field. That's how America works. Ball, it's been another great week of Pick Up the Blitz. KB, E-Fane, Mad Money Mike behind the glass. Produced the show like a boss. 267-521-0153. Find the Facebook page by searching on Facebook page. Picking up the blitz. It sounds, it sounds yeah, almost like too... It's too easy to be true, but it's there. You can also find can us find on iTunes. Find us on iTunes as well. You got an iPhone. You don't even need to listen to the show live. Just search Picking Up the Blitz, and we pop up. I think we're like the third thing in the P section. Yeah, I think we've got up to two now. Yeah, all right. There was no R. Kelly fun intended. It's the Miami Dolphins. All day. 
Hit right that here. Miami Dolphins. Hit that Miami Dolphins, man, money. We're out of here. Get out of this bitch, man, money. Hit up that T-Pain. 